It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do you have weak, damaged hair? New Garnier Fructis Hair Filler Systems fill hair with strength seven layers deep. In just one use, you can reverse up to one year of damage to hair smoothness. The sulfate-free hair filler plus vitamin C-G system gives you up to 79% stronger hair and up to four times less breakage. New Garnier Fructis Hair Filler is available now on Amazon and at Walmart, Target, Ulta, Drug, and select grocery stores. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing a murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff of puff. Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Yo, I hope you're ready Are your ears ready? Is your heart ready? Is your soul ready? Because Get this... on your fucking feet It's time for the Wolf and Our podcast up in this bitch Now blow your horns Yo, if you're walking, turn that walk into a run if you're sitting, turn the sit to a stand. Yo, if you just watch your TV, turn the TV off, because this is the war for now. This is not to be listened to passively. Get on your feet. Get your hands in the air. It's time for the Wolf for Now podcast. Yeah, peace. Um, that was my favourite intro ever. It's good, wasn't it? Although I, I did swear quite loudly and the kids were like getting ready for school and stuff. So you, what is the score with your kids? Are you swearing in front of them a lot at the moment? Or? No, I'm trying not to, but I have done. Um, so... And Everyone, sorry, just I'm just going to jump in here because there's quite a big thing going on at Romish's house at the moment. Um, Lisa has lost his pair of jeans. Um, I think it's no, the same let, pair. no. Let me tell you what happened. Right, Lisa is a very, very tidy, incredibly tidy. Right, to the point where I would argue she has a slight problem. Okay, and Lisa sees me as subhuman in terms of my level of tidiness and just kind of leaving stuff about. So. We are, I would describe us as on the surface, completely incompatible to live together and enjoy a life together. But I think just, it's the best way to be, though. Yeah, why is it the best? Because I, I can see how it's the best way for me because I put stuff anywhere and Lisa tidies it away. For her, it's a life of agony. No, but I think you have, you've probably, your sort of muckiness has probably yeah. quelled her down. Like your sort of like bad hygiene. And First your... of all, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. This is this is absolute. What are we? Two minutes in, we're into classic Tom Davis territory here. I haven't said anything about hygiene, right? I, I thought as soon as he said muckiness, I knew. Here we go. He's going in two footed here, right? I didn't say muckiness. 
I'm talking about tidiness, all right? Just so wow. you know, guys, you won't be able to see this. Tom's so excited about how he's insulted me, his glasses are steaming up. <laughs> it's really hot in the room, I mean. She's found them. <laughs> She's guys, found the, the swan has found the jeans. Yes. Yes, boy. I know how much you love those jeans. <laughs> she had put them away, so she had put them away. Um, so anyway, are... the, the, the long and the short of it is, is Lisa, oh, Charlie's in the room. Oh, the kids are in the room. I'm doing a hello. podcast. Do you want to say hello, hello to just guys. shout hello? Hello. Okay. Yeah, boys. Hello. He can't see you because you're not on the camera, look. Hello. Hello, mate. Who have we got here? He can't hear you. This is Hello. Charlie. Hello. Yes, Charlie. My, My name's Charlie. Hello, Charlie. <laughs> okay, right. Oh, right. I'm doing a podcast now. Okay, bye. Bye. Love bye. you. Bye, Charlie, mate. What a legend. What's that, Alex? You can come and say hello to Tom quickly. This is Alex. Hello. Yes, hello, Alex. My man. My he can't guy. hear you, but hello, he says Alex. hello. He says you're his. He said, My man, Alex. Hi. Okay, hey, mate. let's go. I'm doing a podcast. Yeah, he's, he said, you, are you good, Alex? I am. He is, yeah. Charlie's a bit upset because he had France in the sweepstake at school. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's wow. a bit annoyed about that. But, um, Him and a whole nation have cried. Yes. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, First, we were talking about your little sly dig. Well, not even sly. It was absolutely blatant. Um, but uh, Lisa, so Lisa tidies away stuff and then can't remember where she's put it. So... In my head, I've put something somewhere, and I think it's roughly in that area. But it's not in a tidy place. It's just like on a worktop or in a pile somewhere. And then I come back to that pile to, like, retrieve the thing, and it's gone. And then I say to Lisa, "Um, do you know where blah, blah, blah is? And she'll go, hmm, hmm, I I have a vague recollection of type, hmm. Lisa has got a much cooler voice than that by the way i don't think lisa's got a cool voice so it's sort of... got, i think she's got a lot her voice is cooler than that for death well, it's um, cooler than what i'm doing yeah sure <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't know if it's cool. i have a question for you my learned friend um are you a hoarder am i a what hoarder i'm a bit of a hoarder yeah how do you know that have i got that vibe about me oh no here we go so tom's now currently looking at his audio setup uh like a child trying to figure out a Rubik's Cube. The lack of understanding that's spread across his face is actually quite breathtaking. The way he's looking at his laptop and his microphone and his headphones now, is like he's never seen this equipment before in his life. It's unbelievable. It's like if you saw sort of a bear trying to hook up a PlayStation. So just so you know, I don't know how much we I don't know how much we're going to include this in the in the edit, but suffice to say, Tom Davis has had I would describe it as one of his most stressful periods on, since we started the podcast. I would say that's one of the most stressful periods of my life. It was I I don't I, that was hor- basically like, like technology is amazing, right? It is amazing when it goes wrong. I think you really it really takes away all the layers of how you know how you go yeah things are going all right yeah i'm feeling quite chilled out and stuff like that as soon as something goes wrong with technology you get an insight into what your psychology is really like i've gone from being really chilled enjoying that little chat to sitting in a chair and i'm generally i'm you know like the bloke they find in seven when he's in that chair and he's sweating excrete like fucking i feel like i mean thank god God my kids left the room before that episode started they would have been absolutely horrified I don't understand uh, in the for a minute, right? Why you can go from being from someone can go from working to not working like that in no time. It's so fucking frustrating. 
It's just literally feedback. I I feel like writing a really strong letter to someone. Right. But I don't know who. You don't know who? Who? Well, some well, bit, I mean, let's narrow one. it down. The headphones have gone. The headphones have gone wrong. So yeah, well, that's yeah. Dr. Dre's fault because these are Beats. How are, how were those those Beats headphones before that just happened? Uh not as good as the Samsung Galaxy ones I've got, but I haven't got those connected to the. Uh, <laughs> I've got those connected. We've well, quite a few. I've had uh, quite a few messages about how annoying that advert is. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never listened back to it. I skipped through it like most. Yeah, because appa- apparently I don't know for definite if there is, but there is a skip. I'm sure there's a skip button on every single podcasting, but I, I don't know. A lot of people that are listening don't seem to have that function. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, just like the same people who complain about the intro. Yeah. And if you've listened to enough of these, you can you can quite quickly fly through that. <laughs> Work out exactly how long it goes on for and skip through it. I feel anyway, you know, like... What, go on, what you say? You know, well, we're talking about football. I feel like when, when something like this goes wrong in the world of podcasting, it's like having a really bad touch in football. Mm. You feel like you've 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 lost the moment. Well, a little. I, I, I'm going to tell you. So, so a few maybe a few months ago, we were doing one of these, and I had a similar issue with my headphones. And then what I was having is every time I was saying something to you, I was hearing myself back in the headphones like a second after I'd started talking. And I thought this is not a big enough issue. For, we've got to record the podcast. So I carried on, but I just didn't feel in the room properly. It's something it messes with you a bit. Yeah. So now I can tell you're like a bit. You're a bit. You're a bit thrown, no, no, you? feel like had, the crowd have got yeah, on your I'm back. Thrown. You've maybe played it. In, I feel like Gazza in 1990. Yeah, you slammed it I into like Rose Ed instead of like knocking it on or whatever. And so, yeah, yeah. You, you're feeling How do you think Killian Mbappé feels today? Well, I saw a lot of posts last night about, you know what? When people say to you, why is football exciting? Show them tonight's game. You know, all of that. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. People get very excited don't they, when a game like that happens. Personally, I thought both games were a credit to the gap, the beautiful game. I thought Switzerland, amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't think France looked like they cared. I'm very nervous about today. I'm very nervous about England. So as you're as you're listening to us now, it's the day of the England-Germany game. By the time you hear this, we will either have marched on to the quarterfinals or the whole country will have realised what we all suspected, which is that this team have not really got it together in this tournament. I think this team, I th- man, I have no doubt that this team are going to fire through Germany. You reckon fire through Germany? It's a very aggressive way of putting it. <laughs> no, no. Right, okay. I've got, I've got this feeling that this is our year to do something very special. Okay. A few questions on that. Now, mm-hmm. I'm a big England fan, as are you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want, in- obviously, want England to win the Euros. My yeah. question to you is, when you say that you've got a feeling that this is our year, is there any kind of evidence to support that? Or is that uh, you found a fiver in one of your jeans pockets and so you feel like the luck's in or something? Look, I've had this feeling before, I'm not going to lie. And then I've also, things have happened where things have turned out well in football. And I've had not, like this season, I didn't have this feeling about West Ham. West Ham have been incredible, mm-hmm. right? So that sort of undermines but, your feeling know. theory. Carry on. Yeah, no, but I just, I just, I don't know. I can just see Saka just dancing at them tonight and Grealish just darting about and, you know, Kane just holding and moving and swerving. And, you know, I can just see guile and poise. I'm just excited. Do you remember, um, do you remember when Arsenal had Southampton in the FA Cup final and they played them a few days before and they beat them like 6-1? I think it was 6-1. 
And Gordon Strachan, who was managing Southampton at the time, said, do you know what? I don't know how to explain it, but partway through that game, I just thought, we're going to win the FA Cup off these guys. I sort of think, and I remember thinking to myself, I wonder what, <laughs> what feeling it has during that defeat. And he just said, I just can't explain it. Is that what you're talking about? Just a sort of a something in the air? Did, did Southampton beat, did they no. beat you in the FA Cup final? No. Oh, but it was one nil, I think. Gordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they, they, they got their, their, their vibe right. Why did they get the vibe right? They lost. Yeah, no. But he got. He, you know, it's better than six one. So he had a feeling that it was going to be better. You might as well go. Oh, I've got a feeling that it won't be the same result in the, in the FA Cup final. Well, no, it's the same result. But I, he, he, what he should have said. I don't think it will, will get beaten as badly. Yeah, I, and look, all these fans will go. I should like, fucking hope so, Gordon. You just conceded six. <laughs> well, I. Do you ever look at Instagram stories and try and look people in the eye in the stories? What do you mean? As I'm watching the Instagram story, I try and look them in the eye. It, like look at what look look at their eyes and see what steel and determination is there. Uh, I I think I, I'm pretty confident that I've never ever ever done that. Yeah, but go on. Right. So I've been examining the psyche of the England players through Instagram. Christ Almighty. Okay, go on. And I just think I think they're ready for this. <laughs> Like just looking, <laughs> just looking at I their would eyes. Love, I would their... have loved for you to have been a pundit in the studio. Just said, we, now we go over to Tom Davies for his take on that. Well, let me let me tell you something. Look, listen, I know a lot of people sort of say like the Scotland game was bad. We haven't looked massively convincing against any team, but let me tell you something. I've been studying the Insta stories. I don't know if you know them, Gary. It's sort of it's like a thing that appears. For, it's about twenty four hours. It appears. Oh, Gary loves them. Gary loves his Insta stories. Is Gary Lineker, does Gary Lineker do Insta stories? Oh, mate, he loves his Insta stories. He did a really good one. He was out yesterday playing golf with his sons. Um, yeah, he did a good one yesterday. He had a day that, off. That's my slight. Like, that's my slight problem with Insta stories, right? When people overshare like that, because now you you just then you sounded like a stalker, like it sounded like you know. No, I'm but, not saying you are a stalker. Obviously, I'm not saying that. No, so you know, yesterday Gary no, was no. out playing golf with his sons. That's to me, you shouldn't know that. No, but what I'm saying to you, right, is you can you can tell a lot about where people are at through Insta stories. Okay, so whose Insta stories have you been watching? Uh, Kieran Trippier's. Right. Very, yeah, he was having a laugh. Must be nice for Kieran Trippier always... after after the Scotland game to see you bellowing across the stand at him like a thirsty prick, and then to know little notification. Oh yeah, Tom's watched the story yet again. He watches every one of these. He's normally the first little name that pops up. <laughs> Having a look when he puts the story up. <laughs> now, my mate, look, KT's a good guy. Just man. popping KT's, up on his KT's live. A... Hey, Kim. <laughs> Tom here. Oh, shout God. out, man. You were fire the other day. KT, man. He's a shout out, KT. I know, I know he listens, yeah, I, I think. Yeah, um, Saka looks in a good place. He's comical. He's having a laugh. He's, he's a... I tell you, that kid's a credit to this whole... He's a credit man to his parents, to this nation. He's an amazing person. I can't, I can't I wait to kid. see him play his best years of football at a different club. Because that's almost yeah, certain, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Well, no, I don't know. There's a loyalty to him that strikes me. As long as you guys treat him nice. I don't think... I, I think I, well, I'd love to think that Arsenal treat players nice, but... I don't know. I think that it feels like there's a bit of dissent. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's not get into, let's not get into the issues of Arsenal, Arsenal Football Club. Look, Harry Maguire looks on good form. There's a comic, you know, comic sort of cheekiness to him. Is there? Sort of confidence. It's a, There's a yeah, comic cheekiness a, yeah. to Harry Maguire, is there? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sort of coming through. I'll tell you, he's really having a great time cool. in the camp. Carl Walker. Is he? Carl Walker's having a right mm. laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he likes yeah. a good time, doesn't he, Carl he, Walker? Yeah, yeah. Loves it. He was joking around. Yeah, he, he was, I'll tell you, he was having that kind of time. He was like a dog up a leather coat. 
Lovely. So what do you Lovely reckon? Life. You reckon England are going to beat Germany? No, I th- I'm not going to say it's going to be 5-1, like when we beat them in Munich that time. Gordon Strachan's be... out again. <laughs> so you don't, you're going to put your neck out and say you don't think it's going to be the same result as that 5-1 result? From... <laughs> no, no. But I think, I think I'd think i be surprised if we don't score at least three goals. Re- wow. Now that is a big prediction. Yeah. You'll be surprised if <laughs> we don't score three goals. Yeah. I just think, right, Gareth... This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I love Gareth. As you know, you've seen a picture of me and Gareth. Yeah. And talking, by the way, just so you know, he's talking about, I know it sounds like he's talking about a mate of his. He's talking about Gareth Southgate, the England manager. But carry on, yeah. <laughs> Gareth Southgate. I love Gareth. And I just think there's a mo- there's a thing in Gareth that's like, okay, right. Yeah. have you ever played cards before? Yes, I've played cards before, yeah. Poker? Uh, I don't think I've played poker, no. Now, poker is an incredible game. And it is a game that is won and lost on... Risk, assertion, and bluff, right? Rab, yeah. Okay. I know. Yeah, Rab. <laughs> yeah, right. Gareth is playing poker at the moment. He's got his cards. We all think, oh, shit, he hasn't got much of a hand. But what Gareth has got is a flush or a straight run or something that's really good. What? So, what yeah. One of the most needless analogies I think I've ever heard in my life. First, <laughs> we asked me if I know got... poker. And then proceed to deliver an example that suggests, to be honest with you, that you don't fucking know poker. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? There's a flex inside that guy that I just fucking, I'm, I'm yeah. yeah. I, I, I think he, I, I like the way he dresses. I like, I, he's so, shout out to Percival, actually, Percival Menswear that have dressed him for this tournament. Do you have to give them a shout out? Right. Bearing in mind, you're already in their advert. I, mean, I don't know how much more you're going to have to hang on to <laughs> no. that corporate seat. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that they've, they've dressed him nice, yeah. boy. Um, and he, no, but he's all stylish. You know, one of my favourite things, and uh, I, I was very close to getting it as a tattoo. You know, when he's just leaning back like that, that real passion in his face. And you were going to get that as a tattoo? Yeah, you know, King Gary. He's got that tattoo. King Gary, yeah, 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 yeah. Gary King, <laughs> the person you deliberately wrote yeah. as a as a mega twat. You were going to get the same tattoo <laughs> as him, mate. I think I don't know, man. I will, if, if England win this tournament, I'll definitely get some kind of tat. What are you, okay, if England win this tournament, tell me what tat are you going to get, please? I don't know. People, I think maybe some designs could come in. Yeah. We've already had des- We've really... already had people offer to tattoo you, by the way. Class, something classy and sexy. Classy and sexy, of. but signifies England's Euro victory. If, if there's any yeah. tattoo artist <laughs> that could make that one of the most fucking challenging, the most you... challenging commission remits I've ever heard in my life. Before you send over saying sort of stupid like Harry Kane is the suspenders with an English shirt on, right? Don't. I just mean like saying it's just 
subtle what an, and what nice. What an incredible go-to image by you, by the way. <laughs> Before you send something like with, uh, I don't know, fucking Harry Maguire with his dick out, sort of playing with his nipples, just have a think about. <laughs> oh, that's that's why I said classy and sexy. Right, right. So it's got a sort of, yeah, yeah. So we're looking yeah. for a classy, sexy England tattoo, which shouldn't be too difficult because whenever I'm out and about and I see someone with an England tattoo, I always think, what a classy, sexy guy that must be. Maybe it could be like a, oh, you know, it would look maybe quite cool, like a lion on a wolf's back. What? A lion on a wolf's a back. A lion on a wolf's back? Yeah. What? Why? Yeah. Do you mean a, do you mean a lion? Like, what you're Like a lion mounted on top of a... No, like like the wolf has carried the lion, and hold then on, like a little hold, owl. Hold, hold on a minute. That, that, the metaphor for that is that you've taken England to victory in the Euros. You know that, right? No, the I wolf that, has but ca- like, oh, the wolf, so It's like a wolf carrying three lions on its back. Is that what you want? No, no. Just wait. I don't think a wolf could carry three lions. No, well, I don't think a wolf could carry a lion, Tom. Wait, it, wolves are very, very fucking amazing. Are they? Just tell me what you know. Tell, tell me what next. you know about wolves. Um. They survive in the cold or the hot. Right. Um, they live in forests, uh, but also sometimes in plains. Um, they're the ancestors of dogs. Um, they are loyal to their packs, but not to be crossed. Do you know what this? You know um, what you sound like. You sound like my first book what? about wolves. Is what you sound like. <laughs> Something that Charlie might have. <laughs> There might, there might be people out there that are worrying about what might happen when, God forbid, David Atterbrook goes on to you know, pass away. And is there going to be somebody that can step into his environmentally friendly shoes? Well, have no fear. If you want a series of very basic facts, 60% of which sound completely inaccurate, Tom Davis is here for you. Have you ever had like you know those sort of vegan shoes? You know the ones that are made of vegan leather and My stuff. My problem with those vegan shoes is so some of them are nice. Like so, for example, Adidas have just brought out a whole line of like they brought out these uh, vegan stand shoes. Yeah, Adidas. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. They took us to the football. They brought out these vegan Stan yeah. Smiths and these vegan uh, superstars or whatever, and and you can get decent vegan trainers. The ones that are and like some and actually the other thing is. I follow, this is quite boring, but we've started talking about this now. There's this thing called accident, um, called accidentally vegan footwear or something on Facebook. And sometimes trainers will just be vegan. Like a lot of the Yeezys are vegan. Some of the Jordans are vegan. Oh, yeah, really? yeah. So um, just by accident, not by design. It's just happened that they haven't used any animal products in. But it's difficult. It's difficult. Anyway, the, what was I? Oh, yeah. But the ones that are specifically by vegan shoe companies... There are there are exceptions, um, but a lot of them look like they've been prescribed. I mean, that's yeah, that's kind yeah. of my issue. With them. Well, well, if you wear a pair of actual shoes, yeah, like shoe shoes rather than your trainers, you can get de- you can um, get decent vegan shoe shoes. Do you? Is that what you wear? Or are you are you like a hundred pound, hundred percent invested in that sort of vibe? What, what do you mean that sort of vibe? Well, no. Do you wear vegan trainers and shoes? You don't. You know, you, you're not like one of these vegans who just eats vegan stuff. No, I try. I try. And dress, like I try and dress vegan as well. But if can I can I say that 100 percent of my gear is vegan? No, because it's impossible. Even if you get a not. Yeah, because I've definitely seen you in a leather jacket. That's what you've never. You've never. You've never seen me in a leather jacket. I swear I've seen you in a leather jacket. Did you? Jacket. We were at a bar, and then as I walked out, I slammed the jukebox. <laughs> 
<laughs> I swear. When I first knew you, yeah, you had a ne- Listen, Tom, don't start this. <laughs> I swear. This is like your other, is it like your other story, nice head to toe in Superdrive when we first met. <laughs> you know, actually, one of my favourite things of the last few days is uh, the picture of you in your jeans and shoes. <laughs> You're <laughs> such a dick. <laughs> I, 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 did, I was doing a league VT with Redknapp. He absolutely he was telling me how much he loved that. You making me look like I was rocking the boot cuts. Where did you see that? Where was that? That actual guy. That, that was in the breakfast, uh, that, the, the res, uh, restaurant where we had our breakfast. Oh, I had my breakfast where you sat and watched me eat. But um, yeah, don't there's three of them. I only could get picture a picture of one, but they all had because we were at the rugby, right? It's a whole different vibe. The rugby look to the football look, isn't it? Yeah, I, I actually think. Going to the rugby, I know we didn't see as many people because we weren't. We were going through as part of, like you know, as part of filming and stuff. So they, they whipped us through. But the rugby fans we did see, how bloody polite and lovely were they, man? It was also yeah, I, I, yeah. Do you know that all of them wore their masks throughout yeah, the whole game? They all wore their masks throughout the whole game. When we got recognised, I mean, bearing in mind, I've told a story on this podcast about. And by the way, I'm also fully aware that's one isolated incident most of the football fans we, we met up with were fine weren't they well yeah absolute legends there was that um, woman who was shouting out for ages oh, yeah, she was quite was, a, actually do you know what if we're going to focus on isolated incidents from the football we need to focus on this isolated incident from the rugby after we'd come off from doing the challenge we came down to like one of the exits from the ground and we had to get dressed quickly because Tom and I had to jump on a train, which was great because if we hadn't jumped on that train, I wouldn't have arrived home at one in the morning like I managed to. Um, so we stood there sort of like getting ourselves sorted out, getting the boots off, getting the trains off. And a woman from like over the wall of the stand, I've got to say, was just sort of screaming at us at the top of her lungs, actually just sort yeah. of shouting questions at us. But quite sort of weird questions, like they were quite specific, yeah. weren't they? Do you know the other thing is the way that she asked the questions, it wasn't like I'm inquisitive. It was like she was at immigration and you're trying to get in. That that is the way that we were yeah. being asked questions by that woman. It felt like quite an aggressive cop in sort of like an eighties yeah. movie. Also, what was kind of indignifying is me and you were both who and we've both talked on this about, you know, our uh, our issues with our bodies. We're but how, Having to get changed in front of twenty five thousand people, and someone said to me, "Are you wearing that home?" And I was like, "Well, I am now. Yeah. I'm not taking my top and my trousers off and being in my pants." That photo you we put up, we all put up of you, me, and Jamie at the yeah. I've got to say, I, I'm not. I mean, I put it up because it's a funny photo, but in terms of actually how you feel about yourself, that was a low for me. A lot of people said you looked sad in that photo, and I think it was a fair. You had, you had a great time. You were you were. I was were just being. I was just doing my usual sort of. Oh, I'm with these thick. guys, you know that sort of. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tell you who really liked you, by the way, Duncan Weir. Why did you say that? He really liked you. He really oh, respected mate. you, Duncan Weir, Scottish rugby legend. He and I, we got on like a house on fire. You know, it was one Love of the sweetest guy. things where. Because, you know, obviously me and you've got mutual friends, we're close, but watching you and him, your relationship blossomed throughout the day what, was what, really hold sweet. On. What are you doing now? No, no, generally. No, really. I really like, I really enjoyed watching it. It was really nice. He was a lovely guy, Duncan, but it was nice. It was nice watching, you know, obviously. Okay, can yeah, I, I, you, know, big... you know, one of the things, I, 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 listen, you're making me, you're so you're me, no, you're making me and Duncan Weir sound like you're watching us on the undateables. No, 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 right, look. 
you just hit it off straight away. And then you were chatting about different places in Scotland you went to and stuff like that. I yeah, I felt the same. I felt like I I found a bit of a kindred spirit in Big SQ. Yeah, Scott Quinnell. Yeah, what a guy. Mm. They're really amazing guys, actually. I really enjoyed the rugby guys. I thought there was just something about them that just uh, sort of confidence about them that just uh, sort of yeah. You know what? I just thought I've, maybe I've got these guys wrong. All, all well, these what did you I've think not, about really them had... before we went and spent the day with them? I was thought they were just quite sort of posh boys who were sort of like. But that, I think that's a very know. rugby being posh is a very English thing. Though I don't think that's the case yeah, elsewhere. Yeah. No, but yeah, you know, Greeno. All of them, just just great guys. Yeah, really, I, I, mean, I genuinely yeah, we had a great time. It, it was great. Um, the, the thing that I can't relate, to, I mean, I can't relate to anything about sports people because I don't have a competitive streak. I don't have commitment. Oh, you have? No, I don't. We you, you have, you, mate. On that field, I can't say how it ended, but I could see. I saw a competitiveness in you I'd not seen before. For, a, for yeah, the same night had been awakening no, you. This is yeah, like this sort is of bollocks. no. Don't no. confuse humiliation avoidance with competitiveness. All right? <laughs> no, I I could see that you were competitive. You were really good. I was watching you thinking, actually, you'd have been an all right rugby player. Right, okay. Now now we've moved into the realms of pure fantasy. <laughs> anyway. I digress. The, the, other, the other thing I can't relate to yeah. is just how hard you've got to be to be a rugby player. Like, you know, we, we were practicing catching kicks. And the thing we were doing is we were having a ball kicked to us and completely, completely untouched, we were having to try and catch this ball. Whereas when we sat and watched the rugby, and, you know, obviously I've seen rugby before, you have to, res- you have to catch the ball while a 19-stone man is running at full tilt towards you. I mean, it's mad. And, like, a Duncan, who is a really good mate of mine now, Duncan Weir, um, he was saying... He's had serious injuries. It's a nightmare. You shit yourself. When the ball's coming into you like that, you know that you're about to get clattered. So it's like catch the ball and then take a horrible hit. I can't even imagine what that's well, like. Well, Scott was, Big SQ was saying to me during the game, he said, uh, you know, they've got no respect for anyone who you've got to basically be able to take the hits and the licks. And if you don't, you're just a joke. And you sort of get ostracised from the community, really. Ostracised from the community? What, what happens? Yeah. Like, you, get, you get your passport taken away from rugby town. What does that mean? <laughs> no, like when, you, when you're out about with all the, you know, the rugby lots, you know, yeah. say if we went into a bar and like, you know, it's me, you and name one other person we know. Uh, Rob Beckett. Okay, me, you and Rob Beckett and you like flunked a kick or something. So everyone in the rugby community would know you and they'd be like... <laughs> I don't know why I've asked for another person. This is so, me so mental. <laughs> Like, like when you go into these examples, it's yet another just absolutely pointless hypothetical. No. Right, we go in, me, you and Rob Beckett, and we just play rugby, right, for, I don't know, Sydenham Town, right? And we go in, and I'd say, three pints of beer, please, and we'd all have a pint of beer, and you sort of stand there a bit awkwardly because you've flunked it on a catch because you've blossomed out, right? And then someone will come out and go, what's he doing here? he blossomed out of a blooming catch yeah. and I'll go he's still our friend and then we're like not in the rugby pub he's not he can't be coming in here so and so what the the only Asian man in the group is asked to leave <laughs> well, you know I mean, I'll say something like um, so this is about my catching the kick is it and they go yeah there's nothing else and they go no <laughs> and then I'll go and probably do a tweet I'll probably okay. go and do, oh, let me give you I'll another example do a tweet right. About it. right me you and Rob Beckett go to the pub I've missed the catch 
they come up and I go three pints of bitter, please. And the guy would give us three pints. We'd turn around and go, I go, oh, bloody hell. God, I missed that catch. And someone would turn around and say, Oi, did you miss the catch today? And I'd be like, Yeah. And they go, Get out, you bloody, you know, blossom. That was a word that someone used quite a few times uh, on Saturday. I've got quite into. Yeah. Why Why did you have to go through? It's, why do we have to order three pints of bitter in this story? I have no idea. And why does, it, why, why does, it, why does Rob have to be there? I don't know. I don't know. In my head, the example was going to be different. Okay. But, yeah, it's a different way of looking at the world, isn't it? Rugby and, and football and, you know, snooker. Every, that's what I love about sport. Yeah. 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 Your brain's made up of different things. Yeah, yeah I think I think like sports people are built different. They just are. Yeah. Oh, mate, yeah. There was something something about them all. Great. I mean, the confidence of Will Greenwood. But you know, the, the the other thing is, so we did a thing. We've done a few of these league VTs. Freddie and Jamie obviously immediately take to things a lot better than the non-sports people, right? Yeah. But on the occasions that we've done stuff, and and they've been struggling to do it as well, the difference between me, Jamie, and Freddie, apart from physical massive physical disadvantage that I've got compared to them is if they can't do something, they cannot leave it until they've mastered it. Whereas, oh, really? yeah, whereas I just don't yeah. care. Like, like, like what I mean is I respect what it is, but I'm just not that bothered about, about getting it. Whereas they find it, they, they find it unacceptable to walk away from that thing without at least achieving, having achieved a certain standard at it, you know? And uh, I, I, I find it impressive, but I just don't have that in me at all. When we were doing the Vednap show, there was a moment where, uh, Jamie and Thierry were both having to scoop a ball into a uh, basketball net, mm. right? Just with their foot, yeah. like kick it into the basketball net. And I'm not joking, they, it took about an hour for them both to get it because it was a fucking hard trick, mm. right? Where you got to do a few kick ups and then end up with it scoring a basket. It just tight, neither of them would leave it. The whole crew was standing there, but they wouldn't leave it yeah. until they got it done. Yeah. yeah. Well, is that the record that finished Whereas at I'm... 3 a.m. you told me about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, do you want to do some emails, Tommy? Oh, man, I'd love to get my teeth into some sweet, sweet emails. Uh, once again, thank you so much to the Swan for her sterling work. Hi, Wolf, Allen Swan. Thanks for the great podcast. I look forward to each episode. It's really interesting to hear both of you discussing your body issues and hang-ups because you come across as confident and intelligent guys. It's a reminder that we all have hidden depths and there's more to people than she comes across. About the Galaxy earbuds ad, Tom says at one point it's great listening to Ed Sheeran. And the sound quality is so good that he feels like he's sitting on Ed's lap. My question is, does Tom really listen to Ed Sheeran's music? And what tracks in particular would he recommend? Thanks again for the entertainment. Uh, first of all, thank you so much, May, for your email. Uh, great email. I'm baffled as to what How's May... How is it spelled? Is that spelled... Is it spelled? How is May? How is May spelled? No, well, there's two ways, isn't there? It's M-A-E or M-A-Y. You're absolutely right. M A Y. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna sort of like get your big old ingrown toenails and fucking fly at me. That is a problem I told you about in confidence. No, I don't have ingrown toenails. Uh, so go on. Yo, May. Um, yeah, I love Ed Sheeran. Uh, big, big fan of his. 
big, big fan of his early stuff, his uh, middle stuff, and now his what's becoming his later stuff. Okay. Um, what an incredible, what, 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 what a needlessly long way of saying that you like his stuff. You know, what, <laughs> you know, people say I like his early stuff. Yeah. The, the implication yeah. there, the expectation is there's going to be a period of Ed Sheeran's work that you're going to like less. I like it all. I liked his stuff yeah. in, I liked his stuff in 2007, the stuff moving on to 2008 was good. 2009, another good year. Uh, 2010, I really like enjoyed his music then. Uh, 2011, I enjoyed that. 2012, I didn't think I was going to like it, but I really enjoyed it. 2013 and 14, really, yeah, that was great. 15, yeah, I enjoyed that. No, I, 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 I really like Ed. I really, really like it. He's, he's, uh, I just, yeah, I, I, something, I smile when I listen sometimes. Sometimes I, I sit there in solace and I just sort of like, yeah, him and Dermot Kennedy. Uh, they're two guys I love. Love Dermot Kennedy. Um, th- there's a there's a there's a guy when I started gigging, Murray Cummings. Uh, yeah. And um, I, he he's doing stand up when I started doing it, and he was a funny bloke. And I remember once he said to me, um, I said to him, "How's it all going?" He goes, "Yeah, good." He goes, "My cousin's like started doing music, and he's like doing all right. Like he's starting to do all right, I think. So I'm going to go to one of his gigs." And I was like, "All right." And then the next time I saw him, he's like, "Oh." My cousin's like, um, he wants me to do some video thing for him, so I'm going to try and do a bit of that. And then next thing I know, he says, my cousin's asked me if I can like go and do videos for him. For... Anyway, his cousin was Ed Sheeran. You know how the story ends. But it was just Wowzers. so... It was so... like, And now Murray did his... Um, he did... You know, um, he had... I think it was for Apple, like this documentary about like following around on tour. Like Murray yeah. directed it and everything, and now he lives in LA. Like he's living that life. He's wow. like involved in film. But it's so mad to... Like, like, I know that doesn't sound like an amazing story, but like hearing Murray talk about him when they weren't sure what was going to happen. Like, obviously, they had no idea he's going to become like the phenomenon he's gone on to become. No. But like this, you know, I think people are starting to like his music. You know, that it's so mad, isn't it? Like, even when you think about people we know, like you and I, even, you know, like, mate, you know, Rob, like Josh Widdicombe, like Walshy, like all of these guys, yeah. Catherine Ryan, I- you know, all of these people that you see, like, I, we, I, you'd see them at tiny gigs. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, like, yeah. Anyway, I feel you know this is a this, and I don't want to sound. I remember I saw Ed Sheeran. I was doing like a gig. Nando's used to do gigs back in the day, right? When Nando's was first coming out, so they used to do these live sort of music, and they'd have a bit of comedy and <clears throat> stuff on. And I remember it was the uh, one in London Bridge. And I went with a couple of mates. Uh, at a, uh, someone I knew at Nando's at the time, and he Ed Sheeran was just got up and sung, and no one knew him. He was it was when he, at the time he was couch surfing, he was living on people's couches, and I remember sitting there thinking, genuinely thinking, this this feels so so special, mm. like what this kid's doing, just genuinely like just blew the room away, you know, literally to the fact where you're just going, you know, going uh, going out and just trying to sort of listen to any of his stuff again, and he, he's fucking yeah, phenomenal. I, I proposed to my missus to an insurance uh, song. What, in a Nando's? No, not in a... I met her in a Nando's, but... Um, so what was the song? Lego House. Beautiful song. He's, he's just... He, you know, there's a lot to be said about someone who can, can write their music, write good, amazing lyrics. He's got a sort of Springsteen vibe to him. Yeah. I think, at times. Yeah. Well, mate, listen, uh, thank you for your email and thank you to highlighting to me. There are different ways of spelling, mate. And maybe, you know, before I go in on the attack on Tom, I should uh, think twice. Uh, the Swan's in the room. Hello, Swan. Hello. Are you off now? Mm-hmm. Have a great morning. 
Where's she off to? Where, uh, Tom wants to know where you're going. Uh, the school run and then to P2. School run and then person. Enjoy. Enjoy. Thank Enjoy you. This. See you later. Bye, Tom. See, See thank you, you for a great selection of emails. Tom didn't like the first one, but... No, why? No, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> All right, see you later. Love you. Okay. Ready for another? You said absolutely crestfallen when you said that. I know. I, 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 like. shouldn't, I shouldn't have made that joke, actually. Um, okay. Dear Wolf, Allen Swan, thank you for the amazing podcast. As everyone says, the laughs uh, have proved to be a highlight in these extraordinary times. Massive fan of both your work. Major successful, King Gary, Asian provocateur, and Robin Roman Romish to name a few. My question is as follows. I know that your line of work is different to the majority of your listeners, including me, but as restrictions ease and we settle into some form of normality, can you share anything you've learned from the last 18 months or so that will change the way you go about things moving forward? This could either be work or home related or both. I ask, as I think we've had to adapt so much in some ways for the better, but I feel we could forget the positives and slip into the old routines. Sorry for the rambly question. You're both incredible human beings. Love, Dara. P.S. Please do a live show. Uh, I think I know this guy. Oh, really? Yeah. I think this is the Dara that works for Twitter. I did like a gig for Twitter, like like a corporate gig for Twitter ages ago, and I think I met Dara at this gig. I recognise the name. Dara, can you let us know if it's if it's you, please? Really appreciate it. Thank you for your sounded email. a little bit thirsty. What? sounded quite thirsty the way you Was said it. Was it? What? But... Yeah, it's just sort of like, yeah. I was just like, <laughs> it was just a bit like... Oh, hey, hey, Dara, remember me? Type five. I'm like, of course he remembers you. This is your podcast. <laughs> no, but I'm asking if that's the same Dara to get in touch. Yeah, but there's loads. Dara's a really common no, but name. I, I'm, this, I'm not going to give the surname here, but I've got, I've seen a base on the surname as well. Oh, right, okay. Well, you well, it's, like, well, it's like me going, oh, hey, Dara, thanks for the email. So I, I miss you, miss seeing you on Mot the Week. You think I'm that much of a fucking idiot? <laughs> I'm looking at the full name. <laughs> I, I didn't know that, did I? I just thought he'd signed it off. Oh, okay, I never fine. knew that people put surnames on them. All right, go on. Um, you know what, Dara? I think the thing that we... I think I think it's that work-life balance is one of the most important things. For me, anyway, is that, you know, I, we've spent so, I've spent so long at home, what, nearly nearly two years, I suppose, at home, where you've, you know... You know, usually I'm out working, filming, whatever, writing away, and, and I think, uh, actually, that's one of the things I'll try and sort of continue working from home a bit more and, and sort of trying to get that work-life balance. Um... I also think it's, you know what, I'd actually weirdly, I'd, I'd actually say something I'm a bit guilty of is I think during the actual lockdowns, I was a lot better at keeping in touch with family and some friends that, you know, and, and I was probably better at that. And I think now things have opened up a bit. I've sort of, that is something I've probably regressed negatively and, and sort of promised myself and said, oh yeah, you know what, I'm going to keep this up and make sure I phone, you know, my parents sort of two or three times a week or phone my sister a little bit more often or phone friends that I haven't spoke to. And I, I think I've been a bit culpable of, of slipping back into a bad habit of, of not doing that, which I sort of know myself. And I've sort of had that awareness in the last sort of week or two that I have sort of slipped into that sort of bad habit. I think it's, yeah, I think it's, it's such a strange time. I think that, you know, having gone through a sort of the time that we have of, uh, selfing self-recollection, I think, uh, you know, Fitness wise, I'll take that with me. I think like, I've I've, tra- I've trained through most of this, and you know uh, I've kept I've kept that going now, and I'm trying to sort of keep that sort of the healthiness, the healthy side of it. Sort of I, I'm I've, I I didn't fall into the trap of drinking a lot. Uh, I think the first sort of month of lockdown, I drank loads, and then I sort of realised that probably would be a very negative place for me mentally if I kept going on that. So no, I think 
yeah, I think there's pluses, there's minuses. I think the main thing is of all, yeah, is is to come out of this. And yeah, I was like, have you learned new skills? Have you have you pushed yourself to be sort of better as a human? And yeah, I think that's that's the most that's the most important thing, Romsky, wouldn't you say? Really nice and fulsome answer for Dara there. Uh, thank you very much, Tom. Uh, I would echo a lot of that. Uh, uh, the, do you know what? The, the one thing, I'm trying to think of a specific example to give you. There's lots of things that have I've reflected on. Like, But I think the thing about being, you know, you get really busy with work and stuff. And one of the things that happened to me was when we did, when we do Ranganation, on the first series, the production company Zeppertron are based in Shepherd's Bush. And so we record the show on a Thursday. We write the show Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So that means I go into Shepherd's Bush Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then go to the studio on Thursday to record it. And I go in early in the morning, or not early, but you know, first thing in the morning and start writing. Because of us going into lockdown on the second series, um, I couldn't go into the office. So I wrote from home. And the big difference with that is I was able to do the Ranganation but also do the school run for the boys. And I cannot tell you the difference that made in my life. Like in terms of being there in the mornings, checking in with them, going to school with them and them seeing me in the morning. It added so much to my, it added so much to my happiness, improved my mental health so much. I think it was, I think I'd like to think it made the boys happier. And so actually what it's left me with is a desire to not necessarily be, well, maybe be less busy, but to manage that busyness, to also make sure that you're prioritising doing those things at home. So that's kind of what it's left me with. It's been very difficult for me to answer this question. The whole time I've been talking, Tom has been like doing a fucking Sudoku or something off screen. What, what is it you're doing now? I'm cutting my fingernails. You're cutting your fingernails. So I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here making eye contact with you, right? Listening to your story, literally the second I that he goes Romsky, and then straight away he's looking down, cutting his fucking fingernails. You haven't even got the decency to give me the eye contact. You give a fucking Insta story. No, <laughs> no, no. No, I was listening intently, listening. How can you be intently listening? Nice. You're cutting your fucking fingernails. No, it's nice listening Did to you. It's quite. I found it therapeutic listening to what you're saying. I'm not a podcast dickhead. You're having a conversation with me. <laughs> Is, that, is your, li- yeah, is your I... life that busy that the only time you can cut, cut your fingernails is why you're doing your podcast? No. No, I just was looking at them there, and I always have a pair of nail clippers on me. So I just looked at them and thought, oh, fucking hell, they look horrible. I, I'd always thought to myself that cutting your fingernails is quite a casual kind of thing you do very, very quickly. Watching you do that, you have the sort of same look of concentration if you're trying to fucking learn Japanese. <laughs> like you've got to pay attention so they're all equal. I like that. Yeah, okay. So two things I'd point out there. One, he's showing me fingernails on once again, let me reiterate, it's an audio medium. And two, your nails weren't even even. So Weren't they? No. Are you telling me those two? Do you think those two look the same? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll take a little bit more off that one, isn't it? The left of that one. Anyway. Uh, Well, look. But great. Lovely advice. And actually, I'd say as well. Which bit of advice... What, what did I say that particularly stuck out to you, do you think? I think the thing about dropping your boys at school. And how, I think actually how much it meant to you was sweet, but actually how much it, I think it probably meant to them. Very good, was, very good. Was, you know what you more. just did? You know when yeah. like you're having a chat and then the teacher goes, 
So what was I saying, Tom? And he go, you were saying about like how uh, uh, angles in right, angles in that... angles in a quadrilateral got added up to three hundred sixty degrees, Miss. Okay, all right. Try and pay attention. You are uh, that was teacher Rob as well, wasn't it? That you thought I wasn't listening, but I was well, there, you maybe. can forgive me for having the impression that you weren't listening, bearing in mind that you looked down the whole time and were cutting your fingernails. You can understand how, you know, I wouldn't say that, that was paranoia on my part, would you? I've got a couple of toenails in a bit, but I'll wait till later. How often do you cut your toenails, Will I? Uh, probably every other week. Mm. What about you? Yeah, about the same, I'd say. I, I, I don't, I really don't like my feet, so. I hate my feet. I think you've got lovely feet. Um, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, time for another email. Yow to the Swan, Owl and Wolf. First, I love the show and it came and I came to it via Rom's work on Hip Hop Saved My Life. And uh, it's a great pleasure to get to know Tom. Oh, wow. My question is a bit of a follow up to the skincare conversation from this week's pod. I started losing my hair when I was 26. I just shaved it off and I never let it dent my confidence. I would even go as far to say I'm happy being bald and I encourage more bald pride as I know lots of people struggle with hair loss. I'd like people to realise it's not the end of the world and it shouldn't affect your confidence. We're all beautiful, no matter what oh, no matter what we look like. Practically speaking, I've always wondered about other people's head shaving technique. I shave my head every couple of days at home and use Gillette with shaving cream and an aftershave astringent thick and moisturiser. I have to do it at home because I live in South Korea and the barbers here aren't good at straight razor work. So I wondered what Tom's process is. As you guys are in showbiz, I wonder if you'd ever got extra tips from the makeup or hairstylist people on TV shows. Because these people know skincare so well. I've sensitive skin, so any tips would be wonderful. Thanks for the show and peace and love to you, sweet, sweet souls. Thanks, Nile Ruddy, the naked mole rat. <laughs> I, mole I knew, Ruddy, I, you I, are I, a legend. You know what? I knew you would love that. I knew you'd love that. You know that. what? Nile Ruddy, I yeah. If we walk as a pride, man, you walk you walk alongside me and Rom, man. You're a legend. You are a sweet, sweet legend, my friend. Look, I'm just gonna say Two words for you. Pitbull shaver. They are incredible. Like as a bald man, these are immense. He's actually got they're, he's actually got it in front of I don't know how this has happened, but he's actually got the thing in front of him. Right, these are incredible. Listen, show it up to you the camera so that everyone on listening to the podcast can see. <laughs> right. They are They are easy to use. They'll give you that. Like it's like uh, a a a razor razor work across your own head, but you will get literally a finish that is gleaming and soft and gentle. Um, yeah, it's is it on, one of those handheld ones that you just sort of get? yeah, you hand yeah, yeah. you handhold it. Yeah, they're the people who came out originally with the format of doing it. Other people have copied, but for me, they're still uh, still by far the best. I'd say as well. Uh, my man, uh, Rudster. Um, one of the best things to do, mate, is um, yeah, go for the platinum edition. Platinum, platinum. Here we platinum. go. Platinum. Here we go. Uh, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's a real piece of work. Feels nice in your hand. Looks cool. I've seen people use them on the trains. Yeah, that sounds cool. That sounds like a cool thing. I think if I saw somebody using them on the train, I think, oh, what a cool guy. Wish you, I wish I saw more of that. Have you ever done anything like brushed your teeth on the train yeah. or anything like that? I mean, I have Brush brushed my beard. teeth on a train, but not. In the carriage, I was I was I was on the Trans Siberian Express in Mongolia. Oh, here we go. What you asked the question? You're such a show. What? <laughs> you? You did that such a wrong thing. 
Again, lean back right into the bed. So, yeah, when I was in transit, Siberian Express, of course I had to brush my teeth. Well, I went into the... I'll tell you actually quick, quickly while we're talking about cool things. Heated beer show, uh, Cope. Yeah. I, 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 thanks thanks for saying something. I thought that was going to be an entirely silent bit there. Your, your, your ongoing stubborn refusal to accept that this is an audio medium, is, is, it's fucking breathtaking, it really is. So I've actually got I've actually got one of those. It's a it's a beard yeah, straightening it. brush thing, right? Yeah, yeah, I love them. Yeah, they're very nice. Yeah. How are you finding yours? I've, I've I'll be honest with you, I haven't used it at all. Oh mate, get on it. Yeah. Really. But your beard's a bit shorter now, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to grow it longer than this now. I think that's it. Really? Yeah. I like it when it's longer. I'd love for you to try out getting a French crop just for like a month or I so. I did have a French crop when I was at six form. Yeah. Yeah. That's horrendous. My dad was so angry. Because I'd, I'd hair right. a bit like I've got it now, like sort of, it was much longer than this, like really long and curly. And I got fed up. And so I got a French crop. I think everyone was getting those at the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then my dad, I went, I went straight to work from the hairdressers. And then my mum and dad, I think they came to pick me up from work. And my dad, honestly, the look of just, it wasn't even my mum. My mum didn't even seem that bothered. My dad was just like, oh my God. He's like, do you want me to go and sort the guy out who did this to you? Like he was trying to be funny. But I, yeah, I was yeah. I was so gutted because you know when you have like a, you make a big change like that, it's sort of quite nerve wracking, yeah. isn't it? And then to get cussed out by your own dad, I mean, it was bad. Well, was he was he annoyed or was he just taking a mick? He just thought he looked shit. He just thought he looked utter shit. He just thought my son's made himself look markedly worse. I think French the French crop was one of my favourite ever haircuts. Why? I just loved it. I don't know. I just felt yeah. I thought there's a confidence that swayed around so, me at that yeah, time. Yeah, but also, that, you know, you get blokes that are trying to sort of gel and divide the little bits at the front of the French crop. Yeah, that's what I did, yeah. 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 I, I could see that. I used to, you know, remember that really cruddy blue gel Yeah, I used to get? I used to just stick my hand into it. I had so much gel in my hand. Yeah. It was, like, hard. And I used to sort of sit there just for ages. Yeah. Just Individualising like probably, strands, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God knows why we thought there that was appealing. It's, it's mental, isn't it? <laughs> and then just go and stand on your own in a nightclub oh, no. for an evening while you're <laughs> And then sort of later on, you sort of touch your head and then you break the, the sort of gel cast. Or, or, you, or you're really dancing and really having oh, a good time. And just then you, really you just sweaty. sort of wiping fucking poison out your eyes. Yeah, or yeah. you're on the way, to a, or way somewhere and it rains and it foams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the number of times I'd be in a club sweating... And then just stingy wax or gel would be in my eyes, sort of dancing <laughs> and trying to fucking dancing while your eyes are burning. Did you did you ever go to a phone party? Yeah, I did a couple of times. Yeah, uh, there's a one a famous one in uh, Magaluf called BCMs. Yeah, which is like uh, I think it was like one of the first ones. Um, I remember going there really like dark, really, they had a light show then they had a phone party and I was dancing in, in the middle of the phone. Someone jumped on my back and my knee like twisted my knee so my knee ligament snapped. Yeah. So I hit the deck in the middle of this phone party. Your knee ligament I couldn't snapped. Stand. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like pulled my whole knee knee my yeah. knee basically came out of the, the patella oh my came out. How painful is that? Agony. Right. Agony. But also, what's even worse is I obviously hit the floor, yeah. uh, and it's slippery everywhere. So I'm lying on the floor. People are dancing, sort of around me or on me, yeah. sort of like kicking, like, but not you know because you're in foam, right? Yeah. So no one can see you. 
So I had to crawl like I was in some sort of like war movie out of the the foam was took the whole dance floor over. Yeah. Obviously on the floor there's fucking broken glass. There's fucking <laughs> it was literally like and people go, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "The music's loud." Looking down at me like I was some fucking weirdo. Like that guy, like that guy at the beginning of Blade. Yeah, yeah. And then there's just me going, "Ah, my knee! It's my knee! It's my knee!" Mouth full of foam. So what happened? You have to go to hospital or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to go to hospital and then I'm a fucking... Uh, they, they were going to plaster it, but I said in the end, no, you got. I'm not having it plastered, mate. Uh, just do the sweet, sweet, uh, sweet, sweet brace thing around it and that brace will do. So they braced it up and, uh, yeah, and then basically I had a cool story to tell people when I was like out there for the yeah. next four or five oh days God. I was on crutches. You must have had so much like, sex oh. off the back of that brace. Uh I didn't have any more or any less yeah. sex. I still didn't have any sex that holiday. I was quite known as the guy on that holiday who didn't have any sex. Yeah. I reckon I must be the only person that's ever visited Falaraki on a holiday and got nowhere with any women for the entire time I was there. <laughs> uh, I'd like to jump in on that trend. <laughs> I like to think that on every holiday I pretty much left with a whole... <laughs> A whole new group of friends who are girls. <laughs> oh, it's so good having a having a load of sisters to keep in touch with every time. <laughs> oh man, I tell you what, one of the most tragic things is I remember like Oh, this is so fucking tragic. I remember a group of girls from Leeds Leeds I made friends with on holiday. Yeah. And then <laughs> they wrote to me afterwards and my mum was like, Oh, any of these girlfriend, there was a picture of with a picture of me and four girls. I mean, I'm the lads, honestly. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. It's so sad, isn't it? So tragic. At the, time, at the time, I remember, like, obviously, you know, it's fun to talk about it now, but I remember at the time thinking, nobody can know about this. Like, you know, because <laughs> no, no. everybody in you, look, I know it's a difference, but everybody be like, oh, fucking hell, honestly, mate, I have so much sex, it's mental. If you can't, if you can't have sex when you're in Falaraki... That is, that's you, the you worst do. thing, in it? I remember, like... It's so funny how you look back at it, um, and there was a guy called Neil who was, like, the sort of club rep, right? Yeah. Uh, and I went from the age of... I think 15 was my first lad's holiday, and I went every year for years, right? And, and for most of my teens, I was sort of, yeah, you know, it was... I was quite, not sh- I was loud, but I just didn't have any sort of like luck in that direction. And I remember this guy, Neil, and he had a French crop, really sort of like gel, but everyone, you know, and I remember Neil in front of, like we all went out for this big, big night. And then one of my mates told Neil that I'd got nowhere with anyone. And he told the whole of this pub, pub crawl that I had no oh luck with any women. Oh my God. And yeah, everyone sort of laughed. And one girl offered to kiss me, but it was, it was done. And, yeah, yeah. I, I hate that. Offered to kiss you. Like she's kissing a fucking water <laughs> buffalo or something. I had stuff like that happen to me. You know, like just that sort of a sympathy snog. Oh, I'll kiss you. And then everyone sort of treats her like a war hero. <laughs> because she'd be kind enough to make direct skin-to-skin contact with the, with the beast. What's the worst thing of all? It's... Someone gets free shots for a night because they kissed you. <laughs> uh, free drink, free drinks for Emma all night. Yeah, no, fair, fair, play to her, fair play to her. Fair play to her. She locked lips. <laughs> and then, as soon as that happens, your mates say, so you can't count that as a kiss because you're done under duress. <laughs> right, Tom, um, it's about that time, uh, my G. 
Can you please, please take us out? Yo, how you doing? How does your day lie beneath you? Because let me tell you something. We are all growing. Sometimes we grow at a rapid rate. Some people outgrow others very quickly. And I'm not even talking about physically. I'm not talking about height. I'm not talking about weight. I'm not talking about muscle. I'm talking about inside. I'm talking about your soul, your heart, and your mind. The truth of the matter is, some of us fly from start and it's easy to look at people and think, you know what, this person hasn't truly grown. This person hasn't learned the lessons I've learned. But the actual truth of it is those who are growing slowly, those who are, you know, holding back a little bit, worried a little bit, are actually growing to be the biggest and the most beautiful of flowers. So don't judge a guy or a girl for how many kisses they've had in a nightclub or how many hands they've held or how many times they've been on dates. Judge them by the smile and the eagerness they have to get up every day and go, yo, I might get crushed, but one day, one day, I shall be free. Mm, lovely. Really nice. I mean, yeah. my only issue with it is, is uh, you know, you sort of said, you know, people start off difficult, but you've got no idea what what beautiful flowers are going to turn into. I would say that we are still two flowers that think we're hideous. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that was lovely, Tom. Thank you so much. Um, guys, thank you for listening to the Wolf and Our podcast. We really, listen, we really, really appreciate it. Thanks for your support. Yo. Thanks for the love. Thanks for the tenderness. And I'm going to set you all a little bit of homework. Mm. I want you to turn around to one person that you don't really know that well. Turn around to them and say, hey, do you? Yeah, I'd say you I'm need sure to know them that. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 a little bit. Yeah. But like, you know, just some of your postman or, you know, the woman who works in the post office or... Don't, no, don't, yeah. No, yeah, I don't... I, well, that depends on the context, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. But no, 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 actually, no, it doesn't. I think do it. Okay. And they'll feel good. I said it to a waiter yesterday. What, where where were you? Uh, in Ask, the Italian restaurant. Right. And what happened? He he was just great. He said a little way about him. He was cheeky and a real laugh. Uh, and as sort of, uh, I gave him the tip at the end of the thing. He said, oh, thank you. I said, no, you deserve that, mate. And he said, oh, right. Sometimes people find me annoying. I said, you're not annoying. You keep doing you, yeah. There you go. I fist bumped him and walked That's out. That's Tom financially rewarding a waiter who's clearly being annoying to customers and reinforcing that that behaviour is appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see you next see you next <laughs> see you Friday if you have a problem opinion feedback or anything at all please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com that's wolfalpod at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you mainly because we don't have any content ideas thank you <laughs>